Are you interested in fostering a growth mindset and looking to improve your surroundings? First, you've got to work to improve yourself. The Ignited Firefighter Podcast is dedicated to the firefighting and first responder community. However, everyone can benefit from the principles and topics discussed. This is meant to be an interactive podcast experience where input and different perspectives are welcomed. Let's build a community of true brotherhood and progress through integrity and accountability. Let's be ignited. Hi everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. First off, I'd like to make an announcement that the Ignited Firefighter Podcast is now available on Apple and Google Podcasts. So please subscribe and share with people who would love to hear about the topics that we discuss here. Uh, Today, I'm going to explore something that is crucial for us in the firefighting and first responder community uh, in order to be successful in the long run, and that's emotional resilience. We'll talk about what emotional resilience is, how to foster it, and how it can help protect us in our professional lives and bring value to our personal lives. All right, everyone, let's talk about feelings. <laughs> um, first of all, we're going to talk about what emotions are, and then we're going to talk about the, the positive and negative things that can add or take away to us in experiencing those emotions. So first off, we define emotions as the feelings that we have as a result of certain thoughts or situational outcomes. So oftentimes, emotions are labeled as good or bad, I disagree. I don't think that there are good emotions or bad emotions. I feel that that there are negative emotions or positive emotions, but I feel that all of them can be useful. Uh, For example, one of my positive outlets for stress uh, and emotional hits that I may take at work is exercising at the gym. So I take out all my anger, all my frustration there so that I don't bring it back to work or home to my family. Uh, Learning from our emotional experiences and regulating our emotions allows us to respond productively to those situational stressors. So being purposeful uh, of what triggers you, what triggers a certain emotion, being purposeful in your awareness, uh, positive or negative, is gonna, is gonna help you better manage those emotions uh, by reflecting on how you felt and then what it was that made you feel that way, you can better identify how you respond to future events. Uh, Being conscious about it makes it so that you can have a better grasp on the reins of your emotion. So what is emotional resilience? Well, emotional resilience can be defined as the ability to adapt to stressful situations or crises. Emotional resilient people are able to adapt to adversity without lasting difficulty. Uh, less resilient people have a more difficult time with stress, life changes, both minor or major. I was reading this book uh, from Nassim Nicholas Taleb titled Anti-Fragile. And in it, he lists three different profiles that people fall into in regards to emotional resiliency. Uh, It's a somewhat of a challenging read. And it does take some investment, but it's a book that will definitely help you see things from a new perspective. Um, He says that there are, like I said, three types of people when it comes to facing adversity. There's the fragile, the robust, and the anti-fragile. So let's talk about those three. So the fragile 
are those people who crumble under the stress and adversity that they're met with. They can't take it. They crumble, they cower. Uh, the robust are strong and healthy and able to endure adversity and return to the state of being they were at before that adversity. So they, uh, they get hit, they bounce back. Now the anti-fragile, the new concept that he is introducing in his book, uh, talks about people who benefit from the experience of adversity and disorder. So they're the people that get hit with, a, with an adverse, uh, I don't know, a challenge. They get knocked down, and then when they get back up, not only do they return to their state of being, but they're coming away stronger for it. So one of the things that helped me understand the concept of the anti-fragile is uh, the airline industry. So whenever they have a plane go down, they collect all the pieces they can and reconstruct the plane in efforts to find the weakness or weaknesses. You've heard of the little black box, right? This is a method for airline companies to have a system for anti-fragility built in. They're preemptively making strategic moves to become better if an equipment failure or a crash happens. So in those efforts, the airline industry or traveling by airplane has become significantly and statistically safer than driving to the corner store on Main Street. So let's talk about some of the basics in regards to being consciously aware or starting to foster a sense of emotional resiliency. So first off, let's talk about emotional detachment. What's the difference between being detached and being apathetic? Uh, a lot of people would argue well, that emotionally detached people are just apathetic. Well, not necessarily. It's a tool that you use. Uh, you turn on and off as you need it. So being detached is when you care enough to listen to what people have to say, but you're not getting caught up in the drama of what it is they're telling you, or you're, you're not letting it affect you in a, in a negative way. Um, next up, you accept responsibility for your own happiness. You first got to be content with yourself so that you aren't reliant upon other people for your happiness. You don't want to rely on their opinions of you. You should be secure in yourself and understand yourself enough to know what makes you happy. Giving other people that power over you is going to just cripple you in all of your other relationships because that idea is not allowing you to be yourself. You need to be who you truly are. And you need to understand that you are responsible for your own happiness. Uh, next up, one thing that's uh, crucial is to identify and remove the hooks that attach you to people who exploit your emotions. So one of the ways people exploit emotions in others is to manipulate you through guilt. I've witnessed this many times. Now, this isn't the only route that people take in order to exploit and manipulate, but I feel like it's the easiest one to identify. And then once you become well-practiced at identifying and freeing yourself from these particular hooks, the other ones out there will be easier to identify and detach yourself from as well. So think of who instigates guilt in your life. Uh, the people that would excuse their behavior due to the bigger picture are trying to hook you into doing what they want you to do out of guilt. Don't fall for it. Point it out to them. 
make them aware of the reason that you aren't going to to satiate them that you're not going to cooperate it's uh it's interesting because <clears throat> as you go on and you identify you start being more cognizant of who is trying to force this guilt upon you in order to manipulate you 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 become hypersensitive to it it's like um when you when you have a favorite car and you're working towards purchasing that car you start to see it everywhere it's on your reticular activating system so you're super hypersensitive to it and, and you just get better and better at it uh, think about who continually makes jabs at you who continually is is making negative negative jabs at you what are the things they do these things are gonna rub you the wrong way but the best way to handle these jabs is to parry and counter right and don't be nasty about it but make it prevalent that what they're saying or doing is not acceptable and that they will meet resistance from you if they keep pushing so next up next concept to uh, to understand is that people are gonna treat you how you allow them to so sometimes we think that people will change their behavior without any influences from the outside and for the most part that's just not true uh, sure that there are, there are exceptions to the rule but don't bank on it you've got to set a standard for yourself and make it very clear the things you're gonna to tolerate and the things you won't last but not least this one gets a little pushback when I talk to people about it uh, lower your expectations now I'm not talking about lower your standards just lower your expectations there's nothing wrong with optimism naturally you want to believe that the things that things around you are gonna get better or that people will change their behavior for the better and that's great to have that hope it really is however sometimes they're just not gonna get better not at first anyway uh, sometimes they get worse before they get better and the only way out is through I'm one of the most hopeful people you'll ever meet I have I subscribe to the idea that I expect the worst and I hope for the best but I also understand that it's not my standards that are lowering let me be very clear don't lower your standards only lower your expectations so if I um, if I expect the worst and a better outcome happens well then I'm pleasantly surprised so let me tell you a little story that kinda of supports my my train of thought and my push for this so my father would tell me all the time of the things that we would do together like go fishing uh, we're gonna go skating things like that regardless of what he kept telling me we would do together it just never happened so I learned that when it came to his integrity in regards to coming through on something he told me that we would do I would most likely get let down so I made the conscious choice to lower my expectations and accept the fact that he wasn't going to come through for me I accepted it on that level what this did was it allowed me to enjoy the time that I did spend with him because instead of being angsty and upset and angry by the the many broken promises that he made I focused on the time that I was spending with him in the moment I made those moments count as opposed to always hoping for something more grandiose if you set your expectations low when it comes to desirable outcomes in relationships with other people then you won't ever be let down and in the best scenario you'll be pleasantly surprised 
when you set your expectations low but you keep your standards high, the right people will gravitate into your life and the wrong ones will fall out of it. Now we're going to move on to some mindful challenges. Things you can do, I think there's one, two, three, there's six things here that I'm going to go through that you can do actively to help build up that emotional resiliency. So number one, identify the problem or challenge in your life over which you have control that's unresolved and causes you stress. You have to outline the first step you need to take to solve it and then take that step. So if you're fighting against uh, uh, depression, if you're fighting against continual negativity, write it down. Write down that thing that, that is your big hurdle. And then um, <clears throat> write down some solutions or some, some pathways you can take to overcome that. Number two, identify one difficult situation in your life over which you have no or very little control and approach it from a different perspective. So seek the silver lining, if you will. What potential positives, excuse me, <laughs> what potential positives can you find in this situation? So when things are coming down on you and things seem like they're, you know, there's no, there's no silver lining to be seen. This is where you need to make the effort to purposefully see those positive things. Um, so like, let's say you get in a car wreck and your car is totaled. However, you walk away from the incident. That's the positive. You're walking away. You're unharmed. And ultimately, isn't that what matters? So it helps you to, to lessen the blow of those negative events going on around you. Uh, number three, condition yourself to be resilient so that your mind can deal with change. Take one thing from your life today that's firmly ingrained in your routine and change it up. Do something out of the ordinary. So let's say if you go to the gym and you, uh, you love the elliptical and the only thing you do is the elliptical. Well, this week, do the rower. Get on the row machine and do that instead. Switch things up. Make it simple at first. Once you start taking these smaller steps, the bigger steps won't seem so scary. Number four, a huge part of emotional resiliency is being able to see things from another person's perspective. So the next time you find yourself disagreeing with someone, just take a minute, step back, and take a moment to see the issue from their perspective. Adjust your response based on this new awareness that you have, and then reflect on how this impacted the outcome of the encounter. Ask for their opinions. Ask, you know, if, if, if you're having a conversation with someone you don't agree with uh, in regards to the topic, seek to understand. Ask them why. Why is it that you feel that way? Like, I know my feeling and you've expressed your feeling, but walk me through why it is you feel that way. I'm trying to understand. Approach it from an understanding point of view. Uh, number four. I'm sorry, that was number four. <laughs> number five. At some point this week, you'll experience a strong emotional reaction. It's just bound to happen. So when you do, take a moment to practice the awareness of your bodily responses. So your heart rate, your breathing, your temperature control, but also take note of the accompanying thoughts that you're having, any kind of negative assumptions or catastrophic thinking, any kind of worrying that's associated with it. Reflect on those emotions in that moment and determine if your reaction is a help or a hindrance to you in the situation. 
Emotions aren't good or bad. They're positive or negative, but they can all be helpful. Being aware of the negative emotions is going to is going to be helpful in that you'll be able to be cognizant of them when they occur and you'll be able to navigate around them. Last but not least, we have number 6 here for your um for your mindful challenges. Number 6, negative thoughts can be a trigger that lead to a stress response. So, things like I'll never get that promotion, so why even try? So every time you find yourself engaging in this negative self-talk this this next week, immediately think of three positives. One to cancel it out, one to build on it, and one to change your perspective. So three positive arguments that counter those negative thoughts. This will help reprogram you to naturally move past the, the damaging way of thinking. All right, let's review what we've gone over today. Um, today we discussed what it means to be emotionally resilient and what we can do to better equip ourselves to become better at it, stronger in it. We also talked specifically about the different types of profiles there are out there, the fragile, the robust, and the anti-fragile. Seek to be anti-fragile. Seek to come away from the experiences that you have better and stronger. We also talked about the difference between not caring and detachment, uh, apathy and detachment. There's a difference there. We talked about accepting responsibility for your own happiness. We talked about identifying and removing the hooks that attach you to people who exploit your emotions. Specifically, we touched on guilt in regards to that, but there are more out there. We talked about how people treat you is how you allow them to. If you take a stand and resist, then they're going to change the way that they treat you. We talked about lowering your expectations. Not lowering your standards, lowering your expectations. Lowering your expectations of people. Let's see. We also, um, I gave you a list of, of mindful challenges that you can take to help build your level of emotional resilience. So go back, like I said, go back and listen, take notes if you need to, uh, because these challenges are effective. And I know they are because I've used them in my own life. These are things that I use myself. All right, everyone, that wraps up our third episode of the Ignited Firefighter podcast, specifically talking about emotional resilience. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, please subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And if you want to learn more about Ignited, visit the website at ignitedff.com where you can read a little bit more about me and find all of the articles that I've written thus far. You can also get links to all my social media outlets. And please share this podcast with those you think may find value in it and would like to be a part of making positive changes in their environment by making positive changes within themselves. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're using. Thanks for listening, everyone. And as always, be hard to kill out there.